go, the weirder it gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So, this episode is a ceremony number six recap, which took place, the ceremony took place on January 24th, and it was recorded on January, on Wednesday morning, January 25th. Now, before I get into the episode, as always, I want to encourage you to reach out with any questions you may have about my journey or anything I have discussed. And another reminder that I have podcast gear available. This is a great way to help support me and support the show. I have stickers, hats, mugs, new t-shirt designs. The link to all the gear is in the show notes. I also have fermented herbal tonics and pine pollen tinctures available. Please email email me for more details. Another great way to support the show. I have a YouTube page with the same name. Please go check that out. It's called The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. And lastly, at the very least, if you enjoy this podcast, please like it, share it, subscribe it, leave a review. These things really help me out. And as always, my email and Instagram are located in the show notes. So before I get into that episode, I want to say a few things about this ceremony recap. So... One of the things I talk about in that ceremony recap is black magic. So I experienced a black magic attack. Now, I don't even like saying that because to it seems weird, because it is weird, and it seems like I'm trying to get caught up in all the drama that is kind of the dark side of ayahuasca, which believe me, is the last thing I want to do. But the thing is, from what I'm learning and researching, is that these black magic attacks are 100% real. Like I said, it's the dark side of ayahuasca. And essentially the way it works is it's (laughs) kind of like some Harry Potter type stuff where practitioners or anybody who's involved in the the ayahuasca world and the plant medicine world who has some knowledge on how to manipulate energies is essentially able to cast spells on somebody. So yeah, straight out of a fantasy magic novel, which uh, I can understand if you think that this is crazy or sounds like BS, because trust me, I've, I've been there and I feel like that. But um, I will say this, that there are many documenting cases many books written about this there's one book in particular called singing to plants that goes through this in great depth and then of course all the shipibo practitioners i've ever sat with including ricardo always talk about black magic cleaning it off someone cleaning witchcraft off of someone or they've talked about the ceremony the the center being attacked by a rival center down the way. And so, again, like I mentioned, I don't know exactly what happened to me, and I'm still trying to figure this out, and I give a little insight in at the end of this episode, but um, basically I said it could be one of three things. The attack could have come from within, particularly another year-long passenger trying to attack me for who knows what reason. I could have been 
caught in the crossfire of someone else getting attacked and just got you know hit with shrapnel, a stray energetic bullet, so to speak, or it could have been Ayauma, which Ayauma does is known to teach you how to engage in the shamanic world. And since this is a real part of the shamanic world, and in fact, I was asking Ayauma to teach me about this, Ayauma could have very well gave me an, a black magic attack to so I could experience it and see what it feels like and learn how to deal with it. But I will say this, um, within 24 hours of arriving at Niwei Rao, I had overheard uh, another long-term passenger, or sorry, a long-term dieter, complaining and was extremely worried thinking that somebody at the center was trying to steal his diet. Now, this fascinates me and at the same time is extremely hard to believe. I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how you would steal someone's diet. I mean, maybe Maybe there's a possibility if you were somehow to give over your power, let's say you were tricked into verbally agreeing to allow someone to do that. I'm not quite quite sure, but like I said earlier, all the long-term dieters at Niwei Rao, including all the Shipibo practitioners and staff, all believe that, and books like Singing to the Plants, all believe that this is real, that someone could essentially steal someone's diet. So why why would you do that? Why would you steal someone's diet? Well, it's just like stealing in real life, right? If you were to, if I stole $10,000 from you, all of a sudden, you did all the work to acquire $10,000, I go and I take that from you. Well, now I got $10,000 without doing all the hard work you did to make that $10,000. So that's essentially the idea of why you would steal someone's diet. Somebody made the connection to a plant. They did all the hard work. They gained all the benefit and all the insight. And the idea is that somebody can just come in there and take that from you. Again, there's a big part of me that thinks that that is not real and that can't happen. And the reason that is, is because you're the one that makes the connection with the plant. You get the insights. I mean, maybe you can take some of my, some of the magical aspects away from me, but you can't take the lessons I've learned and the knowledge I've gained from, from me. I don't know. Um, but I, I only bring that up because the fact that other long-term dieters were complaining that someone was trying to steal their diet and it's a big part of the culture. It does make the possibility that I was attacked by somebody a little higher. I still would like to believe that I was not being attacked directly because one, I'm trying not to get involved in any of that drama. I have no ambition of stealing someone's diet. I have no ambition of getting into black magic attacks or casting spells on anybody. I'm just trying to do my own thing. So, uh, yeah. So if I did get caught in the 
So if someone did attack me, um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. But anyway, so with all that being said, I'm still trying to kind of figure that out. And it just, I mean, I guess it adds more to the story. It makes the story a little more interesting. So with that being said, uh, here is the recap of Ceremony 6. Okay, so this is a recap of Ceremony 6, which occurred on Tuesday, January 24th. So if you do ayahuasca enough times, you will inevitably experience a ceremony where the wheels completely fall off and complete chaos ensues. Well, last night's ceremony was exactly that, complete chaos. So... The night started off with the usual Paquito Moss dose, and within 20 minutes, I started feeling the effects, and I started getting nauseous and really hot. I could also feel the energy in the room building up and becoming very heavy. So then shortly after, so shortly after that, several people started purging rather intensely. At this point, I knew I was in for a wild ride as the ceremony hadn't even officially begun yet and people were already purging. I've said this before, you know, who's really to say when the ceremony actually begins? But what I'm referring to is that the singing in the ceremony usually starts around 45 minutes after we drink and the first songs are to kind of open up the ceremony and open up the medicine. So people were purging and were already deep in the medicine long before the singing had even began, which usually means once the singing starts, things are going to ramp up even more. So so then I, I ended up joining in the party and I started purging too. Then the singing starts to finally open up the ceremony. So at this point, um, so once they open up the ceremony, I get hit with a wave of energetic chaos. And so over the course of about the next 20 minutes, I experience experience a barrage of intense physical pressure, chaotic visions of clowns, demons, and creepy carnival-type things, uh, all of which have some significance, which I'll get into later. And not to mention during this time, I was also violently purging. So I'm purging, I'm feeling intense physical pressure, and I've got chaotic visions. And, you know, I've had my ass kicked in ceremony many times. However, what happened to me last night in those 20 minutes might have taken the top spot. So I felt like I was drowning and there and there seemed to be no relief. I couldn't find any relief anywhere. And the more I purged, the more I felt like I needed to purge. And the visuals and the sounds and the pressure just kept building and building. And I was doing everything I could to, to keep myself centered and to not to completely lose my shit. Then finally, after about 20 minutes or so, I found myself on the other side and was able, and I was able to finally get some relief. And then that's when the room completely fell apart. Uh, so Ricardo made the announcement that he, Miguel, and Felacio were ready to start singing to the passengers. So the, so the assistants started gathering up the first group of passengers to be sung to, and as they were brought up, Ricardo then turned them away. Uh, 
this cycle happened a few more times, then Ricardo and the manager slash head assistant began arguing about who needed to be sung to and when. Meanwhile, while they are arguing, a few people were just wandering around the Maloka like zombies. Several people were violently purging, and there were even a few, there were even a couple people laid out on the, just lying on the middle of the ground in the middle of the Maloka on the floor and looking like they were just a dead body. I mean, it was a complete shit show. So, uh, I followed up with the manager later and he told me that he had never seen Ricardo so confused and disoriented before, which all but confirms not only mine but other passengers' suspicions that there had been some strange energies in the room the last several days. So, like I've said before, these things happen and you know, I, ayahuasca, the world of ayahuasca, the world of ayahuasca is not exactly love and light and it's instead it's a gateway it's a gateway into the spirit realm, and sometimes unwanted energies can come in, right? The deeper you go. So, anyway, after about 10 minutes of arguing, uh, so after about 10 minutes of arguing and complete confusion, the manager and Ricardo finally get it all sorted out, and then they start singing to passengers. So, at this point, Half of me is in shock of what I had just been through, um, and the other half of me is just absolutely laughing at the shit show playing out in front of me. Uh, so as time goes on, I start feeling better and better. And one weird thing that happened, which I have no explanation for, is that all my mapacho cigarettes I brought in for the ceremony seemed to crumble in my hand as I tried to smoke them. Thankfully, I had my pipe, so I used that instead. Anyway, I have no idea what the deal is with that, but all I can say was it was extremely weird. Um, anyway, so I ended up being, again, the last person to be sung to, and this time, however, it was with Ricardo. And so my intention was to be opened up to the shamanic world and to have the Shitana of Ayauma cleaned out. Uh, so Ricardo sang to me for over 15 minutes, and I know this because I actually have the song recorded, and it was an extremely beautiful and powerful song. So after my song was done, I was feeling pretty good, and then about 10 minutes later, Ricardo announced that the ceremony was over. So after ceremony, Jeff and I left to go talk about our experiences as he had an extremely profound night and I was feeling a lot better compared to the night before. So we were talking for no more than 10 minutes when I suddenly get hit with another wave of energy and I go from zero to 100 in a matter of seconds. I tell him I need to go right now. And so as I start gathering my things and start and start leaving i immediately collapse on to the ground jeff then gets up and rushes to my aid and makes sure i'm okay and so i kind of take a few seconds to gather myself but at this point i feel like i'm gonna explode so uh i get up to make a beeline for a group of trees so i can purge and so I get up and I take maybe five steps and once again I completely collapse on the ground literally going face first into the sand um, thankfully the ground is sand here which probably saved me some 
cuts and bruises on my face. Um, I then, as I'm laying there, I then break out into a full body sweat. Jeff quickly comes to my aid again, asking if he should go get medical attention. I tell him I'm fine, but I just need to lay here for a bit. After I broke out in the sweat, uh, I started to feel better, and the cool sand on my face actually kind of felt refreshing. So after laying face down in the sand for about five minutes, I was ready to head back to my room. So once I got back to my room, I took off my sandy clothes, got in my rocking chair, gathered myself, and at some point I started singing to myself with to kind of clean myself up and to center myself and that really helped i then kind of stayed in the rocking chair for about an hour and a half before i even attempted to go to bed and i will i say attempted because i don't think i got much sleep at all so uh before i kind of wrap up this recap i want to talk about the 20 minutes of chaos that i experienced earlier in the ceremony where I saw clowns, demons, and circus attractions and felt extremely sick. See, now here's where it gets weird. These visuals and feelings are, are associated with um, black magic. Now, I mean, yeah, I mean, they are. <laughs> so, which, which means that experiencing these types of visuals and these types of feelings are uh, not a good thing. Um, now, I plan to do an in-depth episode on this in the future because it's a very complicated topic, as I'm sure you could imagine. So, but first, so the first thing to note is, you know, black magic is definitely real. Now, to what extent it is, what extent it's real, and exactly how powerful it is, I have no idea. But it does exist, and it is unfortunately prevail, prevail, uh, prevalent in the world of ayahuasca, especially amongst the tribal cultures that use ayahuasca. So, I have no doubt that I experienced a black magic attack during ceremony. But what I don't know is where it came from and there are all three possibilities that are very likely and seriously it could be any three of these um so one possibility is that it could have come from someone in the room uh, a direct attack if you will now the reality is it's probably the lowest possibility but I can't rule it out. Uh, let's just say that there's some interesting things going on here that I'm learning about. Um, two, I could have got caught in the crossfire and hit by somebody else's energy or somebody else's shrapnel, so to speak. Or three, it could have came from my tree, Iuma. And uh, as I had, because... I have been asking Ayauma to uh, show me all aspects of the shamanic world, and Ayauma is a teacher plant, so it is very likely that Ayauma was like, well, you're going to experience what it is to have a black magic attack, so you know, one, how to recognize it, and then two, so you can start to deal with these in the future. 
So, I don't know. I have two more ceremonies to figure it out. See you on the other side. <laughs>